Hello and welcome back or welcome to Micro Leadership. This series is designed to help you enhance your leadership by sharing the extraordinary ideas of others who just like you are shifting the narrative about how we best lead and creating a brighter future. My name is Hayden Bratz. I am the founder of Mindset Leadership, a leadership coach and author. I truly believe that people leaders are critical to the future success of our organizations and create amazing places for our brilliant teams to come and do their roles. These micro conversations are designed to help you with practical, actionable tips and techniques that you can instantly apply to your own leadership practice in your organizations. In this micro conversation, I'm going to be talking to Louisa Talon. Louisa is a learning and organizational development professional and is a previous winner of the Learning and Performance Institute's Learning Leader of the Year. And what's great about this conversation is Louisa and I used to work together right at the start of her kind of career in learning. So for me, it's brilliant to bring her onto this podcast and to help create the space for her to share her journey with you. And for me, it's really great to see what a great learning leader that she's developed into and to share her stories and some very specific examples of how leadership can have a real impact on people's lives. She's a great inspiration to us all about the benefits of really effective learning and development. So without further ado, let's jump straight into today's conversation. So hi, Louisa. Thank you for uh, joining us on the Micro Leadership Podcast. Great to have you here. Thank you so much for inviting me, Hayden. Really looking forward to this. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued as to what you're going to share with our, our listeners today. So as you know, this podcast is all about what excites us when we think about people and leadership. So what I'd love to know is what is it that gets you really excited when you think about people or leadership? Sure. So what excites me is the impact good leadership can have on an individual's personal and professional life. Um, as leaders, I think our key responsibility is people. And I'm sure many people out there will disagree with that statement and say that a leader's responsibility is to contribute to an organization's success. And whilst this is also true, um, if your people are not fulfilling their potential and personal motivations, then they won't be completely engaged or effective day to day in their work environment. Um, so what really excites me as a leader is helping people to identify their personal and career motivations and translating that into a work context. And the second part that excites me about what I do is being creative with the solutions I build to bring out an individual's potential and see them succeed. Brilliant. So what I love about what you, you kind of shared there is that real energy for people that's coming through and then that creativity side at the end, which is great. And Often what I find when I talk to people is the thing that excites us most is, is typically born out of a, whether it's a specific experience or a series of experience. So what's made, what sparked for you this real passion around the impact on people that goes beyond kind of the work context into that kind of more personal element of, of leading people? So what is it that, that triggered that for you? Sure. So there's absolutely a standout moment for me. 
um, where a few years ago I was sitting down with a participant of um, an individual who was on our 12 month leadership program and we were reviewing his progress and his personal experience of the program. And I should point out that 12 months prior to our review meeting, he was five stone heavier, a complete introvert, at a dead end in his career, and his marriage was on the rocks. Um, and so I wasn't prepared for what he shared with me in that meeting. He said to me, this program has changed my life. My marriage is better than ever. I'm healthier and I'm happier, and I don't know where I would have been right now without this program. He's now a successful director and in bringing in innovative ideas to the table and changing the landscape of the organization. So for me, this was a pinnacle moment. But I remember coming home um, after that meeting. And of course, my husband said to me, as he normally does, how's work today? And of course, I excitedly responded with, well, I, I changed someone's life today. And what struck me was my husband's hysterical laughing, um, which deeply offended me. And I kind of couldn't understand why it was so implausible for me to change someone's life as an L&D professional. Mm. Um, but then the realization was that this is sadly how most, but, but not all, but most organizations kind of underestimate the power of good leadership um, and development. Mm. So after this day, I kind of vowed to myself that um, I have a responsibility and a duty, if you like, as a leader to ensure that the value of people development is always recognized and appreciated and never underestimated. Um, so that for me was was really an outstanding, a, a standing out moment for me and, and how it shaped me as the leader I am today. Yeah, I can I can imagine. So just just take me back to that experience. So. You're sat with an individual, and, and you, know, you like me, we, we, we similar backgrounds, so we spend a lot of time and energy into our programs to, to make them impactful and to, to change people's lives. Genuinely, we, we look to, to do that. Yeah. But to then sit with somebody and to have that fed back to you, that actually what you set out to achieve is, is genuinely has shifted. And what you're saying is it's changed their life, not just in their ability to do their job, but actually is improving every aspect of their life, yes. whole kind of um, person view. Just tell me about to kind of the conversation and how we, how that felt for you in that moment when you were getting that feedback. What was the, what was your reaction and response? Well, I was kind of completely blown away. Mm. Um, it was really the first time in kind of 18 years of being in, in learning and development that I realized that what we can do is not just about professional learning, but it's also about personal learning and growth. Mm. Um, and how a, a kind of what a business message can have can affect someone's personal life. So something in our program sparked something personal um, for this individual and it helped him learn something about himself and, and choose his path. And, and hopefully the, the kind of program really enabled those decisions for him and helped him grow in that way. Mm. So it was absolutely a moment of um, kind of complete shock, but also an overwhelming feeling of, of success and mm -hmm. realization of the power of learning. Because it's, it's interesting, isn't it? So 
because we often and it's one of the reasons why i i really hate the the, the uh, language work life balance because by that very nature that very phrase you're articulating that work and life are something different and they're of course they're not they're they're absolutely entwined together and they should be entwined together and what your what your your great story is sharing is just how slight, closely connected those two things are to get somebody to feel better about their ability to do their job and then to see that ability to change the way that they think about their entire life shows just how connected those two aspects are yeah i, I genuinely believe they are connected i mean when you think about how much time we spend at work um you know we still have to be ourselves at work as much as we do at home so um they are massively connected and and how those play out how those kind of attributes play out at home and work can be slightly different but they are very well and truly connected so you had this experience you sat down with this individual and, and as you say it's, it's a, a seminal moment in your kind of career this this kind of first time that it's been played back to you so so um, visibly as to the impact that it's made so what's happened since and how have you used that to then shape the leader you are and also you know the way that you're helping other leaders in, in your organizations to to become better themselves so just tell me a little bit how kind of how that's helped you since sure so um i knew i learned from that experience with my husband and the vow that i made to myself yeah. um, when i went into a meeting with my board of directors one day um and this was at a time where I had only been with this organization for eight or nine months. Um, there was a real um, kind of reluctance towards people development and understanding the impact of people and growth on, on uh, bottom line. Um, so of course, as any L&D professional does, you have to, we feel that we have to show our value. So I went in with every statistic imaginable um, in relation to the return of the training to the business. Yeah. And as I, as I was showing my, my slides and showing that, you know, we had a direct increase on sales by 20%, I was very suddenly stopped dead in my tracks by the finance director, who was one of my biggest cynics. And he says, no, Louisa, you don't need to show us this. Um, and he said, the reason why you don't have to show us because I don't need to see the numbers. Um, I can feel the change this is having on our organization. He says, I can't see it, I don't need to see it, but I can feel it, I can feel the difference. So what I kind of then learned from that and then translated um, to other people who I kind of inspire in terms of leadership styles is that good leadership can create a great and inspirational working environment for employees. And sometimes you can't touch it, but you can feel it. Mm -hmm. So changing an organization for the better. And that's why good people leadership is important and shouldn't be underestimated. So I think we're, we're always quite busy in, in business looking for uh, a quantitative um, element to, to kind of ratify our good leadership, but that's not always what's needed. It's about the feeling, I think, um, more than a number. Yeah, so, because you're right, and... and 
we often talk about the difference between management and leadership and management is often locked into needing that measurement to prove it because we need to be able to box things into into spaces and and it doesn't create the room for that feeling so i guess what what i'm really intrigued to to explore with you is what is that feeling because that feeling you know so often again when we talk about things like leadership it's often this kind of nefarious subject that you can't really quantify and i'm not asking you to necessarily quantify but i i guess i'd just really love to know from you what what did you notice in terms of that feeling what's the feeling you get when when you see really good leadership and what's the feeling maybe that you get when you don't see great leadership give, give me sort of some thoughts from your own perspective about that feeling so the feeling part, um, and again, I kind of mainly go on the sound bites that people give me. Um, and, you know, some of those sound bites are, um, you know, I've learned so much personally, but this experience has also changed my relationship with my son, for example. It's taught me a lot about um, the relationship I have with my parents. Um, it can also translate to, I just feel happier at work. Um, I feel more motivated. Um, and again, all of those things then translate into um, a feeling of being kind of loyal to day-to-day -day work and the organization that people work for. Mm. Um, I mean, I measure, personally, I measure good people leadership by how happy and engaged our people are. Um, because you can always see a direct correlation to the numbers if people are engaged and happier. Yeah. Um, this is, of course, if your external landscape hasn't changed. Um, so, yeah, it really is about the, those sound bites. How far has that good leadership gone? Has it just remained within the business context or is it also a personal context as well? And how are those individuals kind of translating that message? And so when you're creating those programs that those um, those elements the the interactions where the where these sound bites are coming from are you consciously thinking about actually how do i, I i'm clearly building capability for my organization because that's what i'm paid to to do that's part of my role as a as a as a learning or an organizational development professional to do but are you consciously thinking about actually how do i how do i broaden this out to have an impact on people's wider well-being happiness engagement life is there is that a conscious process or is it a a, a um a an unintended outcome that you're delivering um so i think it can be both mm -hmm. um sometimes it can be unintentional and it can just be through a conversation that you just simply have with someone at the water machine or yep. um through a kind of coaching or mentoring conversation um but Certainly in our programs, we do build in opportunities to really connect with people and understand what, again, personal and professional goals are. And, you know, people are always quite dubious when we ask them about their personal goals because they think, well, this is a work program. Why am I now talking to you about what I like doing outside of work and what my kind of personal dreams are? Mm -hmm. um, but when you can really build that relationship with your participants and, and individuals, um, you can then begin to see how you can support them to achieve those goals through the program that you've built out. So it's, 
it's a bit of both. It can kind of happen organically, but it can also um, be built into the programs, which is certainly an approach that that I take within the programs that I design. And so when you, you're, I guess what, what I kind of think about the program side, think about your own team, because I know you're, you're very proud of the team that you, you lead and you, you're, you enjoy that um, leading a team. You enjoy that responsibility that comes with actually having people in your care. How do you apply this within within your own direct leadership with the teams that you are responsible for? How, how has this helped you shape your own thinking? Sure. So I'll, I'll give kind of a real example here of, of someone within my team. So um, I, I have someone in my team who will be more than happy for me to share this with you. Um, we were having a conversation a couple of years ago. At that point, he was working in our, in our marketing team. Mm -hmm. um, and again, we were just kind of having a, little, a chat in the canteen and he was saying, you know, I'm, I'm just not really feeling fulfilled within my career at the moment. Um, and then I kind of asked, right, well, tell me about you, you know, tell me about family life, tell me about what you enjoy. Um, and he, he so happens to have children that are autistic mm. and he said they love gaming, but you know, sometimes modern games are just not, um, autistic friendly. Yeah. And he said, I would love, you know, for one day to have a business where I can create games for children with autism. Um, and I loved his passion I loved his ambition and I, I kind of took that away and looked at a gap within my team. Um, and we were just going through the process of introducing a new learning management system. And of course, online learning and creating engaging games was, uh, and through gamification was really important to me. Um, this individual had never designed a, an, an e-learning program in his life before. Yeah. I gave him the opportunity to work in my team. I've trained him up. Um, he's now our digital learning specialist. He creates some fantastic e-learning. Um, and he's building his skills as a digital learning specialist, but he's also fulfilling those skills for what he wants to do for himself personally in the future. Mm. And perhaps when he moves on um, from my team. Um, so again, that's where I, I've kind of linked the kind of personal goal with business context and brought them together um, to help someone on their both their personal and their career path. Brilliant. What, what, a, what an amazing example of, of a bringing those two things together, which is fantastic. But just that that real genuine willingness and caring to listen for some, to somebody and to you're in the canteen you could have easily come away from that conversation saying well that was a lovely chat but I'm not going to do anything about it but actually to then have the the commitment to that conversation to take it away think about it and then think well actually there's a there's a way for me to fulfill my needs because actually it's helping you but yeah. doing that I'm also helping this individual to fulfill their desires and um, enliven their their career as well so what, what a you know, wonderful example and, and you know I'm sure there are many of those that happen but there are also many of those that don't ever go beyond or even don't happen because we're not willing to even have the conversations. Absolutely yeah we, we don't tend to ask the question about what are our personal goals um, and then we often don't take it that next step of okay how can we make this happen coming back to the creativity part of um, we need to be creative to make those things happen as well. Yeah. Absolutely, because again, how often is it that people's 
path towards where they really should be in an organization is blocked because they don't have the experience or they don't have the particular piece of technical knowledge and that's the easiest thing to teach we know that from all the work that we do it's it's attitude and behavior that are the challenges to teach and, and to, to learn and to develop skills and, and hard stuff is pretty easy really if you get to it so um so i love that so thinking about kind of your experiences and what you what you've you've taken from the stories that you shared if you were able to give one piece of advice or guidance to maybe somebody who is setting out on their leadership journey maybe somebody who's new to leadership or somebody listening to this podcast who wants to become a better leader wants to find the kind of um techniques and and, and tips that's going to help them become a a more effective leader in their roles what would you say if you were sat with somebody and, and they asked you for your piece of advice oh there, there's so many um pieces of advice but I, I guess you know following on from what we've just said you need to take a personal interest in in your people um, it can't always just be about a, a professional and business context um but you need to choose the type of leader you want to be don't imitate and be authentic with the type of leader you want to be. Um, and by that, I mean, don't try and imitate your most inspirational individual, but build those desired attributes out um, in a way that's personal to you. Um, decide what your leadership style looks like. How do you want to present yourself? How do you make decisions? How do you reflect your values through your leadership? But most importantly, what is your gift to those around you as a leader? What is the one thing you want people to remember you for that inspires? Um, and I think that's, again, unique to us as individuals. Um, I don't think there is one answer for that. We kind of need to look inside us and look at what are our special qualities um, as individuals and how do we give those to other people to help them learn and grow and be better people professionally and personally absolutely and, and you've used the word inspire numerous times throughout this and, and, and i've got to say you you are you absolutely embody that word in terms of the inspiration a couple of stories that you shared today have really kind of been inspirational in the way that you've had an impact on on other people and that's that all of us who are in this community of leadership that's what we should be aspiring to do is to have impacts on others that are positive and help them to become bigger better have, have better lives and you shared two great examples of that so i really want to just give you credit for um being the inspiration that you also draw on yourself and, and advise others to be so i just want to say a real heartfelt thank you for for your time today louisa it's been really great to have this conversation and hear your stories they really really have been uh, been great examples of, of when leadership's at its best it's been an absolute pleasure. I've really enjoyed it. Um, thank you for inviting me. Um, I'm, I'm so pleased to be able to share those stories with you and the community. We really hope you enjoyed today's conversation. If you did, we would love you to go onto your preferred podcast platform of choice and give us a rating. And if we're really keen to grow this audience, so if you know somebody who you think would benefit from tuning in and listening to these podcasts, then please tell them all about microleadership. Thanks for listening. Look forward to seeing you again on our next episode.